My first words of advice are just get out there and, and shoot as much hockey as you can. Welcome to Hockey in Focus, the hockey photography podcast. I'm Aaron Bell and as a professional hockey photographer for the past decade, I've been fortunate to meet many amazing hockey photographers that have been kind enough to share some of their tips, tricks, and techniques with me. I'm tracking down those experts again for this podcast to help you and me become better hockey photographers. We'll discuss their career path, have a look in their camera bags, and deconstruct their hockey photography techniques. On this episode of Hockey in Focus, I sit down with Dave Sanford, the National Hockey League's go-to photographer for their special events. Dave has shot numerous Stanley Cup finals, outdoor games, all-star games, awards, and drafts for the NHL over the years. Uh, Dave Sanford, thanks so much for joining me on this very first episode of the Hockey in Focus podcast. And I mentioned in the opener that you're the go-to photographer for the NHL and their events. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are just about to begin, but I know that you're not shooting any hockey games today. Tell me a little bit about what your day looked like today. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, Aaron, thanks for having me. Uh, I feel honored to be your first guest. And um, <clears throat> my day today was, uh, yeah, very different than uh, being at a hockey arena. I was uh, up at 5 a.m. and I was in the water by 6 a.m. Sunrise was about 6.15. Um, I'm in Australia right now, um, I should mention. and uh, <laughs> It makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, so I was uh, I was down in the ocean uh, photographing um, one of my favorite uh, breaks, I guess uh, you know, in the region um, where you get some really uniquely shaped waves. And uh, so, yeah, it's 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 kind of a, as far away as I can possibly be from NHL action right now in, in the arena. But it's uh, it's very refreshing, and it's it's something else that I have a great passion for besides hockey. Yeah, and I want to ask you a lot more about that as well as we go along. But first, how did you get started uh, in hockey photography? How did you kind of first get that bug and, and first uh, start taking some photos in the ring? Well, to go way back, um, you know, when I, I knew that I wanted to be a photographer or involved in photography at a really young age, I got my first camera when I was nine. And um, it was probably grade nine um when i started taking photos of hockey uh, taking photos of high school hockey and i was probably about grade 10 i would say when i realized that i'm not going to be an nhl player because <laughs> that was sort of a, you know like every canadian kid's dream growing up you know you want to be a hockey player most kids do yeah and i was no different and uh I always used to answer when people would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm going to be a NHL player. You know, it was a no brainer, but then you get older and you realize you're not as good as you <laughs> hoped or think you are. And, and thankfully, I mean, I, I realized that like early in high school that I was like, yeah, this is never going to happen. So what can I do to, to sort of, you know, put myself in a position where I can work in hockey and, um, one of those things for me was photography. It was a no brainer. Cause uh, as I said, I started, you know, I got my first camera when I was nine years old and, and I was already at the, you know, by the time I was in high school, I was already very actively involved in photography. So it was sort of everything I did, um, in high school and in through university, um, in photography was to sort of channel myself to be a sports photographer. And, um, 
you know, I was always told even right from day one, um, you know, don't, don't even bother trying. It's too hard. You'll never do it. And, and I never listened to any of those people, thankfully. And, uh, like I say, it's, I worked really hard at it and, um, like, you know, that's kind of, if I wasn't playing, uh, a sport in high school, I was photographing the sports that I wasn't playing. And, And the same thing continued into university. And, um, I sort of, you know, just started developing my portfolio at a pretty young age and, and developing my skills in hockey at a very young age. And, and as I say, channeling myself in that direction. Yeah. It seems like a lot of frustrated, uh, frustrated former athletes. I know you've, uh, you've taken some amazing concert photography along the way too. And I know there's a lot of frustrated musicians in those photo <laughs> pits as well. <laughs> it just seems like a great way to say, okay, well, um, you know, here's an opportunity for me to be involved in this sport or this activity that I really enjoy and in a meaningful way. Uh, yeah. The other great thing, longevity for a I think hockey photographer far outlasts a hockey player. So there's uh, there's a <laughs> very true. Although the, you know, no matter how much the longevity it is, we'll never make as much as a hockey player, even in a short career. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt about that. But I think another similarity is we, we do it for, for the love of it as well. You know, um, yeah. anybody doesn't matter whether you're a photographer or a hockey player or whatever, anybody that's involved in, in the game of hockey, you're, you know, pretty much there because you, you know, you wanted to be a player, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what job you have. So everybody has a great passion for the game. I think the first chance I got to watch you work firsthand was at the 2005 Memorial Cup. And that was in your hometown of London, Ontario. I was really impressed by the way that you always seem to come away with photos that captured what happened in the game. And it's one thing to go to a game and take photos and, and come away and go, okay, yeah, here, here are those two teams or some of those star players, but that ability to capture that real essence of the game of what happened in one, you know, one thousandth of a second or, uh, uh, you know, is a real skill. What, uh, how do you approach the game? How do you try to come away with those kind of images? I think one of the things that always has helped me is being a student of the game. Um, I've, I've, Mm. as I say, I've always loved hockey and, um, you know, it doesn't matter to me what subject it is you're photographing. The more you know it, the better you're going to be at photographing it. So, um, you know, like I say, I, I, I you know, I, I always stayed close to the game, it, especially over time. You get to know um, the tendencies that players have and the tendencies that teams have and, um, you know, how certain teams are going to work their power play and, um, you know, the way certain goaltenders, uh, you know, the, their style that they play, um, you know, the more you, like I say, the more, you know, the, the more knowledge you have, the better your abilities will be to photograph it. So, um, I, as I say, like, and I don't even like to use the term studied it to me. It's the wrong term. It's just, I, you know, have such a love for it. I enjoyed watching it and I enjoyed learning about it. And, um, I think being involved in hockey the way I was, um, be it, you know, obviously the NHL being the the biggest tie, um, but I, you know, done lots of junior like yourself and, and international and a lot of these players over the course of my career, I, I started photographing some of these guys before they even played major junior hockey, you know, um, yeah. There, there are a few names out there like Sidney Crosby, for example, where, you know, I was photographing him before he was even playing for Ramuski, you know, and then I photographed right. him with Ramuski and through the Hockey Canada program and then on into the NHL. And 
and you get to know some of these guys um, really well. You know, I've formed a lot of friendships with players and I think that's another thing as well. You know, when you, when you develop these friendships, these relationships with people, um, you want to, you know, you, you, you want to perform well for them. Also, you want to make them look good. And, you know, you, um, you tend to pay a little bit more attention as well as, you know, to, to what their uh, abilities are and what their tendencies are and things like that. So as far as I'm concerned, it all, it all really helps you to tell the story of a game. You know, and, and not every game, you know, there's a lot of games you come away with and you think, oh, my gosh, like I've got nothing here. <laughs> you know, it's especially, you know, back in the day when I was doing 125 NHL games a year, plus, you know, 30 or 40 junior games and international games. It was a lot of hockey and, you know, not every single game you're going to come with telling, telling the entire story or, <laughs> you know, we, we all have our off nights just like anybody else. So, um, it's not, not always as, as, you know, great as you're hoping for it to be, but, uh, most of the time it works out. Yeah. And you just touched on something as well that I think a lot of people miss out on is, you know, you're in that 150 to 200 games, possibly in some seasons, um, earlier in your career, that kind of development is so critical to becoming a world-class photographer as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, like anything practice makes perfect. And the more games you can do, you know, the more, um, like when, when I have, you know, a, a lot of the time, uh, I have, you know, students or, uh, young developing photographers that ask me what, what can I do to get better? And, and my first words of advice are just get out there and, and shoot as much hockey as you can. Yeah. Um, I look back at when I was in university and I took my own initiative and I started, you know, I photographed the, the, I went to Ryerson and, um, I would photograph the, the Ryerson hockey games and, you know, Friday nights, they always played on Friday nights. And there I was, right. I would go to our, our photo building and I would, uh, sign out strobe equipment and everything. And, you know, so there, I, there I would be on a Friday night, um, at like five o'clock after school or four o'clock packing all this gear up, putting it on a subway because I'm a student, you know, <laughs> don't have a car and living in downtown Toronto, <laughs> going through rush hour on a Friday from, you know, one side of Toronto over to the other side of Toronto where they played at St. Mike's arena, getting there ahead of time to set up strobe equipment and everything. And, and cause that's what I always wanted to make sure that I stood out you know, above everybody else. Cause yeah. other, other students weren't going and, and putting strobes up for a single game or any games at all. And, and I, I know that it sort of gave me a different look to things. It, it gave me a bit of an advantage to the, those people that I was trying to impress to say like, you know, there's something different about this and, and you've gone through the effort to, you know, to light the rink and et cetera. But there I would be on a Friday night going out, you know, across the city to do these games. And then, you know, you're packing up gear an hour still after the game is over and then taking the subway all the way back and your Friday night's gone. Yeah. And everybody, all your friends are out, you know, at the bars and things like that. And, and it was, it was a sacrifice. It was tough, but that paid off because that got the attention of people like Greg Abel and Dennis Miles, who I ended up, you know, working with them, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it got the attention of, Craig Campbell at the hockey hall of fame. And I ended up interning for three years at the hall of fame. And, you know, it was a result of 
making those sacrifices and going to shoot as much hockey as I possibly could, you know, when I, when I was early on in, in university. So the more you can do, the better, better you're going to develop your skills. So, yeah, that's great advice. And I know trying to light up that old St. Michael's arena, that must've been a, uh, <laughs> a lesson in how to set up strobes and probably more importantly, how not to set up strobes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, you know, especially back then, uh, I mean, it was, you know, trial by error for me. I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing really. You know, I'm sort of learning a few things in school and, and I was fortunate. Dennis Miles, my prof was a sports photographer and, you know, he kind of took me under his wing because I was probably the only guy in, in, you know, the entire photography program that had an interest in sports. And, yeah. uh, so it was great to have a mentor like that, um, firsthand and, you know, learn from a lot of the things he taught me. And, and yeah, a lot of it was, was, you know, trial and error and, you know, a lot of frustrations, uh, just like with any technology, you know, you go and you set everything up and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you fire the camera and nothing goes and, <laughs> you know, and then bouncing lights in there and hanging lights and where to put them. It was, yeah, it was a lot of trial, trial and error and not everything always looked great, but you know, the, the effort was there and, and, you know, the opportunity to, to develop skills. And that's how it starts. One of the other things I really admired in, uh, when I first got to know you a little bit there at the Memorial Cup in London was just the way you interacted with the other photographers that were working there and, you know, were, were giving with your time. And, and, and uh, I know I had lots of questions about how things work and, and how to come up with great images and, and how to edit images. And I'm just curious about those kinds of skills. What are some of the skills like that that you think have helped you along the way in your career? Well, first of all, to touch on what you had mentioned there, when I was growing up, you know, I, I always thought there was kind of two kinds of photographers. There was the guys that I met that at a young age, you know, as a teenager and, and early on in university, there were the, the guys that you met that were an open book that you could approach and ask questions to. And, um, didn't matter what it was, you know, and and they would take the time to answer you and, um, you know, kind of walk you through things and, and whatnot. And then there was the other side. There were guys that I met and I won't mention any names, but they were they were jerks, you know, they, yeah. you know, and, and to me, those were the people, you know, it's sort of after I got involved much you know, uh, to, to a much greater level in, in photography, I started to understand after the fact, maybe why they were the way that they were. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I, I, and, and I think it's, it's got to do with, um, confidence in your ability and your skills and everything. And, and mm -hmm. there are those that kind of felt threatened. Um, and, um, you know, that they, they they, they, they aren't confident in their skills and they don't want to share the information and share, you know, quote unquote secrets and, you know, how to, how to help, you know, they just, they were a close book. And I always said, I never want to be that way. You know, there was people that I kind of admired from afar that I would have the opportunity to then meet. And when you meet them, just, you know, sort of like the old saying goes, don't, don't meet your heroes, you know? <laughs> um, and not that these guys were necessarily my heroes, but they were people whose names that I recognized and knew. And, and I was just like, I don't ever want to be that way. I want to be, mm. uh, you know, I want, if someone ever, if I ever have this opportunity and, and the tables, you know, are turned, I want to be that person that, people walk away from saying, you know, Oh, what a great guy. He, you know, he, 
took time to help me, took time to answer this or that, or, you know, walk me through this. And, you know, and, and I still do it to this very day if people approach me and, and sometimes you don't have time when you're on assignment, right? You know, you, I've been approached by people as I'm sort of, you know, trying to shuffle through a concourse, <laughs> you know, to, in between periods to get to my position or something. And I'd be like, I would really like to help you out. I've got to get to my, you know, to the room to, to, you know, edit pictures or get back to my position or whatever it may be. But here's my card. Right. Shoot me an email. Give me a call. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions, help you out, you know? Um, so I, that was something that I learned early on, you know? And, um, and I sort of, you know, I surrounded my myself with the photographers that had really great work ethics and, um, you know, tried to learn um, a lot from them. Um, you know, like I know early on, like I say, Dennis Miles was one of those people. Um, Craig Melvin was instrumental in developing me into the photographer that I became, I think. Um, Craig Melvin worked with the NHL early on in my career. Diane Sabolowski and um, Doug McClellan, who I uh, interned in under the Hockey Hall of Fame as well, is another guy. So, um, you know, I, I s sort of, like I say, I, sur I would surround myself or keep tight with um, a lot of photographers that were open to sharing information and, and had great work mm -hmm. ethic. And, and I, you know, I, I, you know, you sort of look at yourself like you're the, the cub bear following around the mother bear, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you're learning by example, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, and seeing what other successful people are doing and then trying to, to model yourself after that, you know? And I think that was something that was also great early on in my career to, to really help, you know, point me in the right direction. For me, the, the, the most important thing is to keep being a learner and keep being a teacher. So if you can help people, help them. And if you can learn from somebody, learn from somebody. And it just kind of helps everybody grow. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. Um, you know, I sort of uh, I say it probably once a week to, to someone somewhere somehow um, about photography. It, you know, you can you never stop learning. The day you do stop learning, you might as well give up um, yeah. because photography whether it's hockey photography or any kind of photography, it's especially this day and age, it's, it's such a rapidly evolving um, mm -hmm. profession. And, and there's so much with technology that changes, you know, from month to month and year to year. And you sort of have to keep up with the times and, and there's, there's yeah. always things to learn. Like the, you know, you, you, you there's no way you can possibly know everything. So um, I, I've always been that way. I like to surround myself with people that I can learn from. And I, I, I'd like, I still do, you know, I still subscribe to blogs. I, I, you know, I follow people's Instagram pages or um, I pick up magazines and I read articles and articles online because I'm always trying to learn something new, you know, and, and continue yeah. to develop and, and pushing my, my skill, my skill level. And, um, it's, it's a never ending process. And then at the same time, as you say, you know, what good is it if you can't share this with people, you know, um, yeah. it, it's, that's, you know, it, it, to me, that's one of the great things about it. Um, you know, to, to be able to pass on, you know, what, what you've learned and I'm always happy to pass it on because I, you know, I, I, I know that it's sort of one of those things, especially in sports photography, it's 
a job that everybody wants and you know that there's a million people behind you that would be ready to step in and take your spot, you know, in the blink of an eye. (laughs) And, and that to me, that's motivating at the same, you know, uh, and one, you know, it's, it's a motivator, but at the same time, it's something that I'm also confident in my abilities. So I'm happy to help people out like, and, you know, share information and, and I'm a total open book when it comes to that stuff. I got no problem doing it because as I say, I'm confident in my abilities and, and it's, you know, not like I'm going to uh, all of a sudden lose the skills that I've developed over time and, 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 you know, have someone else is, who's going to just jump in and take your spot. Um, you know, it, it's, but you have to keep working at it. You can't just, you can't just say, okay, I've got to this point and now I'm on cruise control. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> yes. it just doesn't work that way. If, you know, if that's the way you look at it, you know, you, you just like in hockey, you're going to find yourself riding the pine. <laughs> For sure. Um, I know we looked, uh, looked online to find you Dave Sanford photos.com. You're on Instagram at Dave Sanford, Facebook, Dave Sanford photography, just Google it. You'll, you'll find them. But um, one of the things I noticed when I went on your website and follow you on Instagram and Facebook is there aren't a lot of hockey photos there. And I see all kinds of photos of uh, these beautiful waves and, and nature sharks, unbelievable shark images, turtles, and, um, you know, these, this Lake Erie wave series that you uh, you've been working on over the last few years is just dynamic to look at. Um, and I'm curious being in the ocean with the camera, doing um, this kind of nature photography and, and, and being part of that, how have those things helped you become a better photographer and even a better hockey photographer. Um, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Um, and to, to answer your question, um, it's sort of like, you know, when you hear hockey players, uh, sort of speaking to the parents that are out there of these young developing kids and everything and saying, you got to do something else besides hockey. You know, you play soccer, play golf, play lacrosse, you know, um, do whatever it might be, go fishing. Um, you gotta, you know, you, the, the more you do, the more well-rounded you are. And if you, if you put, and it's sort of like if you put all your eggs in one basket and that basket breaks, then you're in trouble, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) and that's one thing, like I, I sort of fell victim to that, I guess you would say, um, back in 2000 and, uh, 2004, 2005 with the NHL lockout, all my eggs were in one basket. All I did was hockey growing up. I, you know, photographed all kinds of other things. And I had, you know, like the reason I got a camera and got interested in photography was because of nature and wildlife, but I kind of got away from that. And and as I say, all I did was hockey. And then that year we had the, the lockout and I found myself out of work, you know, now as a photographer, you you know, fortunately I was able to, you know, make ends meet and, you know, by, by going and finding other things to photograph and, and other clients to work for. And thankfully working in the sports world, like, um, I'd met lots of different people. So I was able to do some MLB then, and, and that started me off doing, NBA and things like that. They came, they, they actually contacted me knowing that I was out of work in hockey and said, we got some basketball if you want to do it. So, but it, it still was a really rough year, you know? Um, so it really, uh, opened my eyes up to me, um, you know, sort of saying to myself like, wow, like I can't let this happen again. 
because there's potential for more lockouts, which we've mm-hmm. since gone through. Um, and I'm like, I need to do other things besides hockey. And I was also discovering back then that photographing other things when I did come back to hockey kept me fresh. You know, it kept your, it just, it, it made you, made you more excited to go back to the rink. It made you, um, you know, it, you're, you're shooting all these other things that kind of make you a more well-rounded photographer and help you develop skills in other areas that you otherwise, otherwise may not use. So, um, you know, and, uh, and I've, you know, continued that throughout the, my career since 2004, 2005. Um, you know, I, I have all these other things that I uh, have a great love for, like you, you had touched on, like, I love the outdoors. I love the ocean. I love wildlife. So now I'm finding myself as I'm speaking to you now, I'm here in Australia. And today I spent four hours shooting, you know, great big ocean waves breaking and um, you know, I'm going to be photographing great white sharks in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I've, I've got polar expeditions coming up this year and I've still got lots of hockey to do, you know? And when I do go back to the rink, I'm, I'm taking the skills that I'm learning outside the rink and then I'm applying them in the rink. And, you know, and as I say, when I do go back to the rink, um, I feel fresh, I feel excited and, and, you know, ready to go. And it's, it's, just it keeps you going, you know, and makes you and and doing other things just makes you a much more well-rounded photographer and individual, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very well said. And I think, as you said early on with the coaches, they'll always tell you, don't just let the kids play hockey all the time. Right. Those other things will help them develop. And absolutely. As a photographer, the more you get out there and shoot, I think the better, uh, the better every, every image you make is going to be. Um, so as hockey photographers, we're, uh, we're always into gear. We're always, uh, you know, wondering what's new, what's great, what's happening out there. So give us a little peek into your camera bag, uh, for hockey game day. What, uh, what kind of gear are you using? I know you're a Canon shooter. So what, uh, what have you got in your bag? Um, so in my bag, I have two Canon one DX Mark twos. Um, they're my two main go-to bodies and I've got a couple of, uh, Canon one DX, sorry, one DXs as well. Um, so usually when I go to the rank, I got three bodies, so two, two Mark twos and a, and a one DX. And, um, those lens wise, most of the games that I do are on strobe. Um, and nowadays too, I guess you could say outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my favorite lens for hockey, my go-to lens all the time is my Canon 28 to 300. Um, Mm. it's, you know, when you have the right lighting conditions, it's a phenomenal lens and it's very versatile. You know, as I say, going from 28 mil all the way up to 300, it's, it's fantastic lens for sports, you know, and especially yeah. hockey. Um, so it's my go-to and, but I always have my 70 to 200 just in case. And, um, and then, so quite often what I'll do is if I, you know, if I don't have a remote going, um, what I might do is use the 28 to 300 as my main and then I might have a, um, a fish eye or a 16 to 35, um, for action. That's, you know, I'll keep that around my neck and, and get action. That's right up close to the board sometimes. And I'll tend to, I used to always have a 300 and I'd use like a, a one, four or two X converter. And what I tend to do is use that, uh, for power plays that are down ice and the opposite end. 
Um, but since, uh, well, uh, just in the last year, I obtained my new favorite lens, uh, the, the Canon 200-400, which has the built-in 1.4 converter. Uh-huh. And I I love shooting down ice with that. It's just a, it's a fantastic lens to shoot down ice and then shoot the benches and people in the crowd and things like that. So um, so that's that's kind of you know the the, the mainstays that that I use. Um, and then if I if I'm doing a remote, it'll be one of the one DXs. And um, you know whether it's if it's in the net, I'll have a, a fish eye on it, and if it's you know, an overhead remote, I'll use a, a 70 to 200 on it. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the bulk of what's in my bag. Um, most of the stuff that I do, if I'm like, as I say, I'm strobe typically. So I like to be hardwired. So mm-hmm. I prefer to get to the rink early and be able to run wires if necessary and do all that stuff. Cause I just, you know, with, pocket wizards they work great a lot of the time but they don't always work all the time <laughs> and there's nothing it's one thing when you go into a situation and you fail yourself you know if you right. made the mistake and you missed the play or things like that but when your gear fails you there's nothing more frustrating because it really can take you off your game and um so if you you know that's why one of the reasons why i would rather go through the extra effort to run a hard line to my position if I, if I can, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would say 90% of the time, you, you know, you can do it. And, um, it also gives you, um, you know, the ability to, to bump up your shutter speed, um, another stop, which is, which is always nice. So prefer to be hardwired. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's basically the bulk of what's, in my bag when I'm going to the rink. Still making that extra effort to, uh, to, to make your work stand out among your peers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not like, it's like, Ooh, I got a one up, you know, I got a one up you yeah. or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to put the effort in for sure. You know, I, I want to do the job right. And, um, it's never about trying to better someone else. I'm just, I'm there to do what I do best. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm, I'm quite often because working with the NHL, I'm working with a team of photographers, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, that we're all there to cover a game type thing. Like, because I'm their sort of roaming guy and not so affiliated with one team. Um, you know, I'm always working with the team photographer at least, you know, or right. three or four other photographers. And I'm, you know, I'm just as, as stoked for someone to get, a killer image that ends up being, you know, the cover of sports illustrated or a double page spread or something like that. I'm just as excited for them as I am for myself because yeah. we're all, we're all in it together. And it's just like a hockey player, you know, like you, you're, you're not gonna, you know, you're not going to go out and do everything by yourself. There's, you got other teammates that are going to score goals and get assists and make great saves. And that's the way I look at it with the people that I work with. You know, you, you can't cover the entire game by yourself. You're only in one position and, you know, yeah, you can put up a remote or two here and there, but there's lots of, lots of ice out there and lots of things can happen facing in different directions and you never know what, what's going to happen when or where. And, And that's why we're there as a team. And it's, it's an awesome feeling, you know, when one of your really good friends down the ice you know, ends up with a, a killer photo that might be award winning or something. It's, yeah. it's a nice feeling, nice feeling, you know, to, to, to know that you're working with someone that, uh, 
you know, when they, when they accomplish something like that. Some of these events that you've had the opportunity to shoot multiple Stanley cup finals, um, outdoor games, all-star games, uh, awards, drafts, all these different things. Can you, can you kind of give me a couple of highlights? If you're, uh, if you've got a couple of, of hockey photos on your wall or, or ones that you say, you know what, that, that image really means something to me. Give me a couple of those highlights from your career. Uh, hands down. Number one, when, whenever I get asked this, the number one thing for me, it always is and will be um, Wayne Gretzky's uh, final game in the NHL. Um, Cause you know, growing up um, Gretzky was my, you know, my boyhood hero. And um, you know, I grew up an Edmonton Oilers fan and you know, I, it, it was, you know, a great time to grow up watching hockey in the, in the era of Wayne Gretzky. And um, yeah. I was very, very fortunate that um through um, uh, an uncle of mine who was good friends with the Gretzky family from the time I was six years old um, when the Oilers came into the league um, almost through Gretzky's entire career before I started working in hockey um, I went to every game that that Wayne played in wow. Detroit Toronto or uh, Buffalo and um, wow so Got to got to meet Wayne at a very young age, you know, multiple times over the years. So I was a familiar face by the time I got to the NHL, and um, and very yeah. blessed and privileged to to watch him play so many times and um, and and photograph to have the opportunity to photograph. I, I photographed a number of his um, games in the last couple of years, and but I I did his last uh, the, the last five games that he played. Um, followed him around for those last five. And I was one of three photographers that were uh, granted access to the locker room post game. Like, you know, there was the whole on ice thing, but there's only three of us that were allowed in the locker room after the game to photograph him hanging up his, his skates for the final time. And I was bawling my eyes out, (laughs) Um, you know, and, uh, it uh, it was a super special moment, and I just remember when I was leaving Madison Square Garden, I just happened to be walking out at the same time he's walking down the ramp with with Janet, and um, he uh, we we kind of shared a few words there, and it was it was something that I'll never forget. You know, it wow. was and then that and that that picture for me, it's no, it's not on the ice or anything like that, but that you know, it just that picture holds so much meaning for me and it's i consider it one of the you know the the coolest moments and and not necessarily the greatest photo but it's 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 a rare photo and it's it's something that um that really holds a special spot in my heart and then the other uh you know my first stanley cup i'll never forget um you know it was uh in washington um back in uh the 97, 98 season, um, mm-hmm. and, and standing out on the ice and, and just in total disbelief that this moment <laughs> was, was about to happen, you know, like, um, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling like it, like it, I remember it like it was yesterday and, um, that that's always special and the cup's always special. It's, it's, yeah. but you know, the first one for me is, is a, just a feeling that, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. And, um, and then uh, another photo, you know, so that I was Eiserman lifting the cup, and that that's, that that yeah. one means a lot. And uh, 
And then another one is uh, a little bit more modern and the first winter classic in Buffalo. Um, you that that's one of the most memorable games that I've ever covered. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. I love the snow. It just lent itself to so many amazing photos. And um, I got, you know, a, a really cool thing about that was I sort of created an opportunity for myself um, because I was in the, the far end um, to where the shootout took place. And I'm like, this is, I had a, sort of had a side hole. I was like, this is, I'm just too far away. So, Right. I sort of took advantage of, you know, using my, uh, my NHL accreditation <laughs> and I, I ran down to the penalty box and this is something you can only do in an outdoor game. And, uh, I knew the official that was working in the, the penalty box. And I said, can, can you open the door so I can kneel down and shoot from here? So he did. And, um, and I was fortunate enough to get Sid's winning goal. And then he turned and it was like, he was looking right into my camera. And <laughs> as he's, you know, kind of in that squatted knee, you know, bent knee position as he's clenching his fists and screaming and the snow is coming down and it's, you know, in modern day hockey, it's, you know, kind of, it's a photo that's used a lot and it's kind of a, an iconic photo, um, yeah. become an iconic photo. So that, that one holds a, a pretty special place for me as well. I think all those things you, you're talking about, a lot of times when I hear young photographers or people that are n- even not young, but just trying to get in, they're always sort of saying, well, yeah, but you've got this access or you've got this equipment or whatever. And a lot of what I'm hearing you say is even when you've had some access to the equipment, it, it's still about looking and seeing what's going on there and and maybe making your own breaks. Like, like that's a great example that you just gave that, Hey, you know what you saw that you weren't in a great position, but maybe could, uh, could, could change something. And and you walk away with an image that's, uh, that's going to be remembered for a long time. Exactly. And it's, you know, one thing I've never understood, um, you know, I see it all the time year after year, you know, especially when it's big games and, and things like that, like finals or, for example, um, something I see all the time and, and I'm very close to it because I work for the league and, and it's my bosses that have to do positioning and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they put the positions up and, you know, inevitably there's people that are like complaining. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. People complain, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't quite get it because it's like, you know, someone's like, well, I want, you know, I really wanted to be in this end or I wanted this whole, and and I do get it, I guess, if you, you know, to a degree, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you are looking for, um, you know, you, you want, say it's Pittsburgh and you want Crosby attacking twice, or you want to move back and forth with, you know, him on the offense each period, um, you know, regular season, it's possible to do that in some arenas, depending on the arena, you know, but when it's a big major event or whatever, you can't really move around. You're, you know, you get your position and you are where you are. And, and, you know, if you do want to trade with someone, it, you know, you can trade with them. But what I've never understood is the whole complaining about like, Oh, this is a crap mm-hmm. position or whatever. It's like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen out there. You don't know what way a play is going to face or you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not scripted. (laughs) It's, you know, things can happen in in any direction or in any period or, and you just never know. So I've never, you know, I've never really been one to complain about a position. And I've always been that guy who goes into a building where it's like, if I can get this end and this 
spot, cool. But if not, whatever. I'm not the regular guy at this arena, you know, give it to your whoever's the regular guy type thing. That's sort of the way I've always been, you know? Um, so just the game's going to unfold the way it unfolds. Just, you know, you, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, you know, uh, until the game is over and, and yeah. your position to me is sort of irrelevant. You know, um, I was very fortunate in 2000 to get, um, a hockey cover, uh, for sports illustrated. And, uh, that was taken from an elevated position, you know, yeah. like I was, I was, you know, at the top of the concourse in Dallas beside a television camera shooting with a 300 millimeter lens. <laughs> and, um, you know, did I ever think I was going to get a cover of sports illustrated <laughs> from there? No, never, <laughs> you know, but it, it just, that, that happened early in my career. And it was always a reminder of, you know, your position, it doesn't matter. You know, mm. like the, the games is going to unfold and you have no idea what way things are going to face. And sometimes you're in the in the, the greatest spot that you could possibly be in. And sometimes you're not. It's just the way it happens. It's funny. It, it's such an unpredictable game. I remember 2015, I was shooting World Juniors in Montreal and um, and we're, you know, we're down a little bit in the pecking order for uh, for photo positions, which was fine. Hey, you know, I, I'm always of the opinion that there's lots of great photos all over the ice. And I remember I had, uh, mm -hmm. I had a hole and I was at the Canada attacking end. I think it was in the second period, and, but I was, um, I was on the same side as the benches. So that was the less desirable side because everybody liked, you know, being able to, to shoot the benches as well as do I, if I can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember Max Domi scored a goal and this was earlier in the round Robin and, uh, it was, it was a pr pretty important goal and he turned around and, and he looked like you said earlier, but he looked right at me and kind of hung his tongue out and had his one leg up in the air. And, uh, he, he kind of did it as the tournament went on, but that was the first time. And I got that picture and, and I know no one else could have gotten it. And if I had been anywhere else, it, it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, it's funny you complain, but I think there's great images to be made anywhere on the ice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I say, it's, it's a big sheet of ice and, and plays can develop it facing in any, any direction whatsoever, you know? So yeah, you just, you just never know. So that's, that's something I always try and tell young guys, like, you know, if you go into a rank and you don't get the position that you are hoping for, want, don't, don't whine about it, but don't complain about it. You know, like you don't, you don't know how things are going to unfold. So great advice. I was going to ask you as the last question, good advice you'd give to a, a, a somebody getting started in the business today. But uh, I think they've probably just pulled a whole bunch of really, uh, really great advice out of the whole conversation. Dave, thanks so much for joining me on this episode and, and sharing some of that great advice and, and your experiences and uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Australia. Safe travels when you get back home again. I really appreciate you being on. Thank you very much, Aaron. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Great talking with you. Hockey photography is one of my favorite things to talk about, and Dave Sanford is simply one of the best there is in the business, and he's a great guy to boot. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hockey in Focus, the hockey photography podcast. I have more experts lined up to talk to us about how they got their start in the hockey photography business, what keeps them going, and what gear they use to make amazing hockey images. I hope you'll join me again. Until then, I hope to see you soon at the ring.